Hey everyone, I'm Jesse Neeland. Welcome back to my podcast. This is not about your body. Um, I have been sick for like a week, so I probably sound a little bit um, maybe rougher than usual. So my bad about that. But um, today I wanted to talk about something going on with an author who I love, who I've been following on Instagram for a long time. And this is Part in warning, just to give you a heads up, um, part in introduction, because if you don't know her, she's great, and part just as a little bit of an exploration of what's going on with the situation uh, around male allies around for feminism. So here's the deal. The author's name uh, on Instagram is Farida.d.author. And she's fantastic. She writes in prose, uh, poetry and prose. She sells books. And um, I actually just ordered her books, uh, the set of them. But I hadn't actually uh, bought her books before. I had just been reading her on Instagram for a long time. And I just really love, uh, you know, it's mostly feminism content. Uh, she is an Arab woman whose identity has to stay um, anonymous because in the country that she lives, it's illegal to write the stuff she's writing. So it does feel a little bit like um, sort of feminism 101 because of where she lives and the the, the culture that she is surrounded by. Um, yeah, there's obviously like a real need for this kind of content. But also, it's just beautifully written. I mean, it's just incredibly... Uh, I just really love the right, the way that she writes. So um, if you are in any way interested in filling your feed with more feminism, beautifully written feminism uh, by a woman who recently um, quit her job so that she could pursue this full time, I just highly recommend that. Uh, and I re recommend her. So what happened though recently was she found this guy had been um, using her content. And apparently he had been using a lot of her content, but a lot of other creators' content as well, a lot of other women who post about feminism. He'd been stealing everybody's content without giving them credit in any way. And a lot of his posts were hers. So she posted a whole bunch of stuff about the, the goings-on of this um, in her stories over the course of the week and basically just like showed us his reels where he would <laughs> say in a sort of a sultry voice speaking right to camera like he would say her post he would take the quote from her um she posts because again she can't have her face be revealed um because uh, she would go to jail where she lives if people found out she was writing this stuff. Uh, she can't do reels, right? So she just posts like pictures of her poems, pictures of her quotes and words. And so he would take those and he would just like do a little bit with himself in a reel on camera saying those words. And he posted in his bio something like uh, about being a you know male feminist and I don't remember what it was originally because he's changed it now but the guy's name or on Instagram at least it was C-H-E-C-H-A underscore G-U-E F-A-R-H-A-N so Che underscore uh, Guafaran something like that so uh, he <laughs> had been stealing and had a shit ton of followers I mean it was absurd how many people were following this guy because he was you know like smoldering into camera doing these little reels and being um 
a feminist ally, which is really appealing to a lot of women. So basically what happened was um, Farida discovered that this was going on. He never quoted her once, never never gave credit once, not for her or for anybody else's whose work he had stolen, um, which is just so upsetting. He had like 90,000 followers on Instagram and I think even a whole bunch more on TikTok. He had a huge uh, platform on TikTok. And when she basically just DM'd him to be like, hey, this is my work. He took a really, really, really long time to get back to her and then eventually said like, no problem. I'll just like (laughs) fix it. And then gave her like a misspelled shout out and then made his account private. So there is not going to be justice here. Um, He makes money off of, I guess, TikTok more so than Instagram. But because he has such a huge following on TikTok, he can still make that money. He hasn't changed anything there, I guess. And actually, his name there is something different, which I wish I could remember now. But yeah, so I just want you to know there is this guy out there, right? Like if you followed him, you might might have just been a really big fan of the stuff he was saying because, of course, he's taking the words of uh, women activists and turning them into reels directly, often not even changing any of the the language, sometimes changing it a little bit to make it like a little bit more appealing. And he's doing it all with with a sort of, it's hard to call it anything else, a sort of sex appeal, right? So he's like young, he's a good looking guy, he's sort of smoldering to camera. um, And he's saying all these things that sound really good, right? Like he's saying, hey guys, uh, <laughs> like if you believe in controlling a woman, uh, if you believe in controlling women, then you don't really respect women, you know, like you, if you can't control and respect them at the same time, like he's saying stuff that it, it's appealing when a man says that you're like, yes, you get it. Right. Cause he's stealing the words of women's experiences and it, it feels good as women to see a guy say that stuff. We're like, oh my God. Someone freaking gets it, but he doesn't get it. In fact, he so doesn't get it uh, that he's willing to steal women's words, which is just part of what I want to talk about today. So horrifying, so angering, just so brutally unfair. And also it, it points towards something really yucky and insidious because He's obviously self-aware, right? Like you don't call yourself a feminist ally and then steal women's work without crediting them, crediting them um, if you don't have some idea about what you're doing. You just, you just can't, you know, like maybe if you never heard of feminism or something, you're like, yeah, I just steal women's work. I never thought that was a big deal because I don't see them as people. But he's out there being like, hey, men, women are people. <laughs> like, he just, he, he's got a lot of, uh, obvious knowledge here and he is he's using that knowledge to exploit women so clearly this is done on a more conscious level than you know we might want to think but anyway he also um apparently it came up that a whole bunch of people uh had women had had bad experiences with this guy which isn't surprising at all um because he's out here like you know calling out men for being abusers and controllers and then of course he's like up in women's dms Um, sort of grooming women, using this as his technique. The technique is make them feel so understood that they are willing to be vulnerable with him and then use that to abuse and control. So his ex, I guess, has come out and said this and some other women said like, yes, he was really weird in, you know, he messaged me, et cetera. Um, It felt like 
like grooming, it felt inappropriate. So there's all this stuff going on behind the scenes. And it's important that we see it and really understand what's going on because it's not, he's not the only person in the world doing this. Like the self-awareness it takes in these kinds of situations is a little bit mind boggling because again, it would be a little simpler. It would be somehow more tolerable to be like, oh, that abuser is just so not self-aware. He has no idea what he's doing. He is an idiot stealing from women. But this guy knows exactly what he's doing. Like he's literally making content about it and doing it anyway because he feels what? Like entitled to? Or just because he knows it works. Because he knows that women are willing to be more vulnerable with him when he says this kind of thing. And he knows that for a long time he didn't get caught. Like nobody saw that he was making this content and not crediting them until probably last week, you know. And turning his uh, account to private means like he still gets to benefit from all that content up there which is not his and which still does not credit anybody who he stole from um but what it does is anybody can now just like join his private page check it all out be really interested and then get groomed by him in their dms if that's what he wants to do or he can just make money off of it like on tiktok so um I had the thought I wanted to share a little bit about Frida's writing or just a little bit of uh, what I love from her writing just to sort of introduce that. But I also wanted to let you know that this uh, creep is out there and to be on the lookout and to be really skeptical of anybody who is kind of benefiting from being a male ally to women Um this is why sometimes when, you know, you, you'll see pushback like, um, oh, don't center white people's voices when we're talking about black liberation, right? Like um, Glennon Doyle is a great example of this. We see pushback when white women are like trying their best to talk about black liberation and then people get upset and there's a lot of confusion around that. The confusion is like, well, wasn't she just trying to help, you know? But I feel like this situation really beautifully (laughs) kind of explains why we shouldn't be centering the voices of people who are claiming to be allies to someone else instead of the people who are the victims of the system of oppression in the first place. And part of it is because those people have more privilege in general. So they are just able to get more benefits. Like a white woman is a lot more likely to benefit from Um, making content about black liberation than a black woman is because of how these systems of oppression are upheld and how they work. So if she starts saying really basic, really, really basic, you know, black lives matter stuff, most likely she could totally take off and people would, would like love it and love her, you know, and she could, she could make money off of it. Or like um, Robin D'Angelo who wrote, um, She's a white woman who wrote a book and made a whole bunch of money off of it. Um, I actually really liked this book, unsurprisingly, because I'm a white woman. And so when I read it, I I saw my experience in there. Um, But she wrote, uh, what was it called? Uh, Waking Up to Whiteness. And um, there was a lot of pushback a few years ago about the fact that she has made a shit ton of money talking about how she's learned to be less racist which is pretty bare minimum stuff to be talking about. 
and really uncomfortable to be like, wow, you super benefited off that. Like part of me is like, yeah, thank you for writing that book. That was actually really helpful. But the other part of me is like, this is an uncomfortable thing to know about that she made uh, multiple other books, uh, multiple other sources of income is benefiting hugely from being a white woman who went out there and kind of said the basics like, hey, I noticed that racism exists. Now, it's not to say that it shouldn't be made. It's not to say that she shouldn't be compensated, but there's something really uncomfortable about that whole thing, particularly knowing how difficult it is for black women to get book deals, particularly back then, and like how much less likely a black woman's platform is going to take off if she goes out there and says this very basic thing, hey, did you know racism exists? That's not cool. You know, so like, I think we should be skeptical whenever people are centered in that way. And this dude, Che, uh, well, I don't know if that's actually his name, but um, whatever, he benefits hugely from not even just being a basic <laughs> male ally to women. Like, that's not even what this is. He's not. Absolutely not that. But even if he were, even if he were just like a good dude who really wanted to support women and he just went out there and said some basic stuff like, hey, other guys, listen up. You can't control women. They're people. We have to respect them. Um, you know, like if he made out that content originally and was actually doing it from like the goodness of his heart, he still would have gotten a shit ton of followers. Why? Because our culture is trained to see the bare minimum from allies as like something so massively important and special that like male feminists get this really fancy inflated um, credit, you know, like they just basically said, hey, don't abuse women and like treat them with respect. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, look at you. You're amazing. So they get a way bigger benefit than an actual woman gets when she goes out there and says, hey, I think that men shouldn't abuse women. And everyone's like, just not, they're not going to gush over that person, right? Like they're not. So that's part of the suspect thing in the first place. But then add on top of that, the fact that he knew all that clearly and chose to exploit the work of women creators and not credit them this was not an accident this was going on for a long time and he is still benefiting from it and it is just I mean as a writer myself I don't know I'm like <laughs> so outraged by this obviously there are there are like bigger fish to fry in some ways but um yeah this really got my goat so um I wanted to share some of her some of her posts and um Let's see where I have those. So bear in mind, I am not a slam poetry reader. I'm not sure how they, they're exactly meant to be read, but um, here's one is a slut doesn't exist except in the mind of a person conditioned to believe that a woman enjoying sex the way men do is somehow deviant. Farida D. And um, here's another one. Women are taught that they lose value when they lose virginity but not if that virginity is lost within a heterosexual marriage, which is to say that virginity isn't about women losing value, but about men gaining control. Verita D. Um, another one is a society that celebrates women who get married and have kids, but equally shames women who don't want those things isn't a society celebrating women. It is conditioning them. 
and then if you value so, sorry <laughs> if you value women because they're someone's mother, wife, sister or daughter then you don't value women. You value the roles they're assigned to serve men. And if he punches the wall when he's angry instead of punching you, he's grooming you to accept what he'll eventually do to you. So I just find this stuff so powerful. Um, I think I wanted to read this last one. When men decide to be nice, they expect to be rewarded by women. But women are expected to be nice so that men don't so that men won't decide to punish us. So just to give you like some insight into the kind of post she's making and how easily that would turn into, uh, you know, spoken to camera, real type content from this dude. Um, they're short, they're, they're punchy, they're potent and, you know, they have power behind them in these like short little messages. And, um, yeah, he's just exploiting the hell of it. And, hell out of it and she can't really do anything about it unfortunately um I think she's gonna try like to sort of call him out and and keep after him and everything uh but you know ultimately like he doesn't have to do anything and he certainly doesn't he's not gonna do it out of the goodness of his character um so if you happen to follow this guy I would say unfollow him and also uh totally go follow Farida and then also, like, think about the people that you celebrate and why you celebrate them when it comes to allyship. Um, I know even sometimes I'll get this. Like, people will say, like, oh, thanks for talking about that. That's so important when I am advocating, uh, you know, for essentially for fat liberation or, you know, whatever other thing, at, at, like, in a position of allyship when I'm speaking on those topics, I will get lots of messages sort of praising me. And it's uncomfortable because I don't want to be like, don't praise me. That's weird. I, I don't want to push back. Someone's just being nice, you know, and appreciative. Um, but on the other hand, I can see how easy it would be for me to benefit from those things. And I know how difficult it would be for the actual people facing that oppression to benefit in the same way. Like if a fat person went and talked about fat liberation, they just, they're not praised for it the same. In fact, they're often seen as whining or um, making excuses or just unappealing. And so they just don't take off, you know, uh, or unrelatable or whatever it is. And for me to go out there and be like, hey, like weight stigma is killing people. Let, let's not. Like, again, I'm just doing this sort of bare minimum basic thing, which is to say, hey, fat phobia exists and it's hurting people. Let's discuss. And, and I get credit when, first of all, like that is not, I didn't invent that. This, I'm not some genius who noticed this, right? Like that is all stuff that I learned through people who have been um, creating fat liberation work for decades. Uh, and also, why am I being praised and held up in a moment like that just for pointing it out when I don't have to because I'm not fat and I'm not facing that oppression? Like, it's just all super uncomfortable. Um, so anyway, I wanted to just invite you to think about that. And if you have allies that you follow or people who you really respect because they show up in an allyship role, just ask, like, ask yourself some questions around it. Like, why is it that it feels so special when they do it? 
how many people who are actually facing that source of oppression do you also follow? And if if you don't follow many, why is that? Why is it more appealing to be uh, coming from a person who maybe looks like you or has more social privilege? Um, and also, like, how easy would it be for that person to benefit from this message? And how easy would it be for that person to exploit people um, if if given the opportunity? And why is that? It's just really frustrating that this can happen. Um, I think that's everything I wanted to say for today, though. I highly recommend uh, checking Farida's work out. And also she sells uh, books of her um, writings online. So you can order those through Amazon or if you go through her website, I think you can get the whole set together. And what I'm thinking of doing with mine, I'm, I'm getting the set. I think I'm going to... Um, read them and then at, here in Asheville there's like all these cute little um, like book share mini library things on on like residential streets where people just are like take a book leave a book kind of thing uh, so I think that's what I'm going to do is I'll either give them to someone in particular if someone comes to mind while I'm reading them or I'll just put them all uh, in one of those book shares and hope that they find their way into someone's hands who would benefit from it um, anyway, yeah, that's everything for today. Thank you for listening. Um, I am happy to have you here. If you really love my free content, you can, uh, go and support me on Patreon, or if you want to sort of leave a tip for the free content that you have found helpful, you can do that on buymeacoffee.com and, uh, yeah leave me, you can go over to Instagram, leave me a DM with any questions or thoughts on this. Um, and I will be happy to chat with you. I love hearing, um, ideas for content. So you're also welcome to like make suggestions about what I should do a podcast episode about, uh, and I will consider it and that's it. I hope you have an awesome week and I'll catch you next time.